Well, thank you, friends, for watching that movie with me. I really, I think it hit me in a in a funny way. I laughed a lot, but also I think it moved me in some important ways. Uh, there were some real through lines that I think would be good to discuss. And I think it'd be good to discuss on a podcast, like like right now. I'm actually ready. Oh, you if, you want to do you want to do Wanderlust on the show? Yeah, I, I want to do Wanderlust the movie. Mm-hmm. The Wanderlust, the right. movie, the, on, the movie Wanderlust on the show Contextual Deviance that the, the, that we do that we do. Right. Yeah, I want to do it like, like I want to do it like, and you know what? I I think I I can sense your hesitancy. Huh. So just just suck on it if you want. Well, we'll think about it. You can, yeah, you you can suck on it. I mean, we'll definitely mull it over. We'll we'll weigh our options. Uh, I'm sure that one could be added to the rotation and suck on it. I mean, we'll for sure ponder. We'll ponder the Suck? option. Suck. Suck on it. Uh, you, you can suck on it. Running fosters, kill our food. It's futuristic, like Carnac the Magnificent. Rewind your VCR, rewind your cook cassette. Nintendo pilots, wow, flying up ahead. Captain's log, John I saw a picture of an unmustachioed, unmustachioed St- Stan Lee. Yeah, before he got hair plugs too. Yeah, that really what? fucked me up. Yeah, here I actually have it saved because it. In that same thread, uh, Mike actually, your roommate, shared a clip of uh, pre Larry the Cable Guy, Larry the Cable Guy, like oh, the no. comedian. I can't remember his name, yeah. but like what he did before, like Lawrence Ferengetti. <laughs> <laughs> That's Stanley, nineteen sixty six. Oh no! It doesn't look like him at no, all. No, it's not. That's no. just some guy. It's just some fucking guy. <laughs> That's just a, a guy. It's, it's just a it's different crazy. Guy. It's That's not crazy. Stanley. That's wow. why your look is so important because you go from being just some guy to motherfucking Stan Lee. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the only thing. That's, that's the only that's thing. the only thing that made him <laughs> is the mustache. Well, I mean, and the plugs. Slash <laughs> and wig, and them's glasses. And them's glasses. And them's They're glasses. They're so nice. Yeah. His nice, nice glasses. Nice, nice glasses. I wonder, like the picture you just showed me. Mm-hmm. If you if you asked me, like, hey, what does this person do for a living? I would say they work for the CIA. Mm. Like they are the most nondescript, low level government employee, but like in the CIA. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they're like trying to be mid level, but they're still low level. Just the most boring person that you can. Picture. I would. S- I would say he runs a crew of door-to-door knife salesmen. <laughs> knife salesmen. Wait, like, like, or just like door or vacuum salesmen. I like the idea of a of a crew of door-to-door knife <laughs> yeah. sales. And he runs the crew. Well, they answer to somebody. Yeah, that just no, sounds, that sounds more fun than that picture. I yeah. want to be on that crew. <laughs> Wait, are you talking? I need to know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Big knife, little knife, kitchen knife, butter knife. What? Are, what? What kind of knife salesman are we oh, talking baby, about? All the My favorite Doctor Seuss book. It's all just the knives a you need in, in the kitchen. Kitchen knives, but <laughs> yeah, all the ones you need. Knife mares. And it's yes. uh, and the name of the business, of course, because it's door to door knife salesman, is knife to meet you. Oh my god, yes. Well, shit. That 
Yeah, that's perfect. It's actually pretty yeah. good. You're welcome, Stanley. Come back. Come back and start <laughs> selling knives, Stanley. Like we you were meant it. to do. Yeah. We finally got it. You never you got the chance in real life. Anymore. You can finally <laughs> you, sell you knives. You don't like have you to do comics. Always like you, wanted. you can finally find your purpose. <laughs> <laughs> what is the point of your life, Stanley? Uh, uh, Welcome to Contextual Deviants. My name is Christian Hagen. Each episode we watch a movie and then we talk about it through a series of randomly generated critical contexts given to us via our contextual computer. And ladies and gentlemen, if this sounds a little bit fresher to you, that's because me and the boys are all in the same room for the first time in over a year. Mm. We've been recording remotely, but now we've all got the shots. We're all fully vaxxed up and we can sit in the same room together uh, safely and securely and i could not be happier to be sharing this moment with my two mm. best friends and co-host co-host hosts misters matthew bond i'm feeling the warmth and mirth and david gutchy i thought you were talking about how i had showered for the first time in a really long yeah. time and how, how fresh it feels yeah how'd that go like, oh i mean i think you know like you can tell because i was there <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> no it was nice yeah you know i think a lot of people they don't like washing their bodies, but I'm here to tell you it's a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, most people don't like showers, yeah, question yeah. mark. Most people, everybody's hating on showers these days, but I tell you what, put that water on your body a it's lot. It's just cancel culture just, coming after the showers, you man. You can't even clean your body anymore without somebody knocking on your window and telling you not to shower anymore because someone bad took a shower once. Man, the left, you the left is canceling showers. I think that's because you're showering in front of a window. Oh, you're right, and it's yeah. someone else's house, yeah. and the person knocking the window is the police, and yes. they are telling me that I'm going to jail. We cancel culture. Cancel culture. Yes, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, and and as you probably have guessed by now, uh, as I said, it's a movie podcast. So what we're doing this week is we're talking about a movie, and we're going to be doing it with a bunch of different contexts. And the movie we are discussing this episode is none other than 2012's classic absurdist comedy, Wanderlust. Starring Paul Rudd, Jennifer Aniston, and a whole cast of crazy and kooky characters. (laughs) (laughs) So true. As directed, written and directed by David Wayne, uh, along with Ken Marino. It is a very, very silly little story. Mm. It's about a couple who gets, who fails out in New York because they both lose their home and they're poor, I guess, and then they <laughs> yeah. wind up living in this commune with a bunch of hippies, and it gets really weird and fun. That's so true. Mm-hmm. That is a good way to sum it up. I think another way, though, to sum it up would be to read the first sentence of this IMDb review. This right. Week. Oh, yeah. We, we, haven't, uh, one, we could also do one-sentence summaries. We could. We could. Well, here's mine. Okay. Here, yours, well, I mean, it's written by somebody else, so it's plagiarism, yeah. but I'll let well, you Well, know. you know, it's fine. I, they can come after I me. won't grade you uh, on this. Hey, Tear Bear 505 you can come get me if you want. Tear Bear? Yeah, Tear Bear. That's their name. Uh, personal friend Tear Bear says, this movie has just a many funny scenes as the hangover totally oh <laughs> great description and the best way to figure out whether a movie's good is one to count how many funny scenes it has mm-hmm. but two to compare it to the hangover just period like, yeah no matter what that is the hallmark of quality i'm not gonna lie that sense sent a chill up my spine <laughs> <laughs> yeah i yeah i think the, the whole room got colder <laughs> It's a cold take. But I think it really does sum up why this movie is worth seeing. Is It, it has 
at least as many funny scenes as the hangover. You know, there was a time in this country where that was like a legit selling point. That would have legitimately turned some people into the theater. Dang. At, a, at, at one time, I wow. would have been one of those people. Yes, wow. I saw the hangover three or four times in theaters, and I you fully busted. regret that time now. Like, yeah, I, I don't feel good about it. At the time, I loved it, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I don't feel good about that version of myself. That's okay. We all have we all have things about ourselves that yeah. we don't like, and for, you know of them. That one's not so bad. No, yeah, that one's not so bad. Some of the other stuff I've done. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say compared to what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of the things that you've done specifically, <laughs> that one's fine. No, don't worry about that. Yeah, one. I, I I don't want to get canceled. So you got you got a lot more skeletons history. in that little. Oh, so many skeletons. Oh, my God. So many skeletons. I know nothing about no skeletons. Hey, do you guys want to talk about Wanderlust in different contexts? Hell yeah. Oh, dude. Did we want to talk about, was there anything else we needed to do before then? What? If if there was, then I'm forgetting. Good. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking good. Let's just jump right in, babies. Okay, babies. Your babies now. The Nitpicky Realism Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, First, welcome back to the voice of the contextual computer. Mm. We've we've missed the sound, of the dulcet tones <laughs> of this robot. Uh, the nitpicky realism corner. We're gonna nitpick the realism in Wanderlust. Wow. Uh, mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I mean, this movie was, I would say, pretty realistic. I mean, it's more grounded than a lot of yeah. the movies we do. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. As far as things that can happen, well, hmm. the lake kind of comes to mind. Yeah, cut to cut to in the pond in the lake. <laughs> no, don't cut God. to. That was such a good bit because oh, <laughs> because of the way it paid off when they drove the truck into it the second time. They're like, well, no, I looked away for a second. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's a pretty easy mistake yeah. to make. <laughs> You know, hindsight Still being twenty twenty, I probably wouldn't have done it the same. Oh <laughs> my god, so good! But what? Walk me through it. So I think that is, you know, we can say yes, that is unrealistic. Pretty that unrealistic. The car just goes into the lake and nobody does anything about. Sure. It. I also think that it's unrealistic that I I don't think that commune, or should I say, intentional community was very accessible to Alan Alda, and yet he got around everywhere. I know those little cars don't get around super good on anything but pavement, but he was off-roading all day long. I don't buy it. It's a good point. Mm. I really, I was like kind of bothered by like, there weren't ramps anywhere. How was he actually getting out of that house? Like, that's, yeah, that's that was point. something they did not think about at all when designing that character in a chair. <laughs> I was like, why, why, that's a good point. why didn't you build this into the movie so like legitimate nitpicky realism corner i was thinking of Listen, joke ones and i was like good. wait a minute that's actually you a found one yeah, yeah. That, that that never <laughs> happens on no this show. and it doesn't matter at all to the movie but no. like you know it's good you, they used it more as a prop than as a way of thinking about how his character would actually exist in that and again it's a comedy so they right you know they were they weren't doing all that work but but it's something that's something. definitely something mm-hmm. yeah um also, I don't think that horse could have gotten in that house. <laughs> oh, that I don't. That I don't have a problem. With. That you love that. Oh, I bet that. I bet that horse could just walk in and out wherever Maybe it pleases. Maybe it is yeah. always in the house. I don't know if you've ever tried to keep a horse out of the house, but once a horse yeah. wants in, a horse is gonna get and in. And with no yeah, doors, man. no doors. They're all like horse. bats. Happens. You all know, the, time. the smallest gap. No, you're actually that's true. They're kind of like uh, like squid too. 
or like uh, like an octopus where yeah. they can just kind of fit through any space. What like, other animals are horses like? I would say bats and squid for sure. The big two. The big two. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> when this goes back, think, this goes back to our conversation about the uh, about the different types of animals. <laughs> <laughs> if you can scare a bat, you can scare a horse. <laughs> and you know what's fun is in this movie. There was a sequence of associations like that, and it made me very happy. So, listeners, if you enjoyed my Harry's Horse Emporium or whatever the fuck yeah. that joke was at the beginning <laughs> of last episode, you are going to love when Justin Thoreau as Seth says, you kill a fly, and then you kill a, a rat, and then you kill a cat, and then a dog, and then a soldier. A soldier. <laughs> I love that. And I support the troops. Oh, oh, oh yeah. He That's had right. to know that was the wrong thing. That was definitely <laughs> a huge mistake. room, George. Uh, but anyway, so I loved that on a personal level because I love when people extrapolate like that wildly when they shouldn't. Very funny. Absolutely. <sighs> What's another name? Honestly, experience? otherwise I'm having a really hard time. Yeah. I don't know I don't know enough about ayahuasca to know how much that is bullshit. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> that's totally I, fair. Yeah, that's a tough one. Damn. I do think that in general when people have talked about ayahuasca to me which has been people that have done it that i've known like two of them and so like very secondhand uh it sounds like that's not too far off but it's a lot more like you just feel connected with nature and you hear stuff and less like lsd trip like they sort of portrayed it mm-hmm. but i i am sure the experience is vast because it is a very psychedelic thing so like who knows yeah yeah Oh, here's here's one. Mm, um, do tell. George, I think, in real life, would have absolutely had sex with Catherine Hunt's mm, character. Yes. That's one that you brought up yes. off mic. Yes, and I think that's so important. So he's got that big, 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 long penis. He's got that big, long tirade almost about his own dick and how he's going to put it in. And his dick is so good. And... <laughs> And all that, all that stuff in front yeah. of the mirror. And we all love it. It's the best part of the movie. It's so fucking funny. It's just, it's iconic. And then Catherine Hahn joins him on that level with that same energy. And he doesn't. Yeah. And, and it's he, Catherine Hahn. And it's Catherine Hahn. Oh, it's Catherine Hahn, guys. It's Catherine Hahn. I mean, she does her best to be unlikable <laughs> in this movie. But even, it's still Catherine Hahn. Mm-hmm. Come on. <sighs> it, yeah, I would right. be. I would still be in porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And honestly, it lies on my face. <laughs> that noise. <laughs> she really does such a good job. She's so funny. She's, She's so, so good. fucking funny. And so is Paul Rudd. And I want them to have sex. And I don't care who knows it. Yeah. I in want real them life. as people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not as actors. You guys, welcome to Nitpicky Catherine Hahn Appreciation <laughs> Corner. Honestly, honestly. Yeah, we could change <laughs> it. If we, if we, every time a Catherine Hahn movie comes up on this show, <laughs> Nitpicky Catherine Hahn Corner. Yes, yeah, just like, why did everyone mistreat Catherine Hahn in this movie? They should have been better. <laughs> She's making hummus for everyone. <laughs> hummus. Yikes. That, okay. There, smell tahini. I was just making some hummus. I do think that there are some ways that, like, that the, their logic is inconsistent, but I think that's part of the faux, like mostly white intentional community world is that they say that they share everything and they say that they don't live anywhere and they say possessions aren't real and money doesn't buy anything. <laughs> like that sort no, of shit. literally nothing. No, literally money buys nothing. No, I'm telling you, not metaphorically, literally money buys nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That sort of stuff, like obviously was shown to be sort of hypocritical in a lot of ways but i do think there are some like even like littler ways that just kind of bug me on a semantic level like when they're like no 
this isn't mine, it's ours. But then everybody keeps saying your all the time because it was written by people that aren't a part of that kind of intentional community that has been brainwashed into thinking that everything is everyone's. Like, And I was just like, oh yeah, this is like contractions in historical movies for people that hate that. That they're like, there was no it's. People didn't say don't in 1200. Like mm. that really bothers some people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, you can you can be bothered by that if you want. And I feel like I got just a taste of that in this movie where I was like, no, that's not logically consistent. <laughs> and then I felt really bad about myself and I was like, I'm not going to feel oh, that Dave, you never feel bad around yourself. No, exactly. I stopped. I stopped. It's cool. Oh, thank God. We're good. Yeah. Oh. It's you that should, easy. If you ever hey, feel bad about yourself, you should feel bad about it. That's true. Guilt about guilt, definitely cool. The best thing, the first, the best thing for a human being to have. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, welcome to the religious experience. Uh, Oh no, you're right though. Wow. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for bringing that. (gasps) Oh shit! The baby being born. It doesn't just happen like that. It doesn't just start coming out of your body and well, then it's out. When the moon is luminous enough. Oh, that's true, though. She was up there being luminous. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I have heard reports from women who have had multiple children mm. that after the first, mm. they can be thaddies. And she they did, can come out she that. She did yell, I've had multiple children. <laughs> that, that, that's the thing, though. That's yeah. the thing. Because I don't think she uh, she does not seem the type to. Uh, she yeah. certainly isn't taking care of them if she has others. <laughs> Uh, so I don't yeah, think right. she's had a child before, so it probably would not have been that mm. fast and easy. But Although, we also don't know her backstory before she went to the community. Exactly, uh, true. That is true. And who were the kids that were there? Like, there was at least one. Yeah, he who burned was that the deed. Kid? He, he burned the deed to the commune. <laughs> but, like, who was that kid? Whose kid was that kid? That's a, that's a good point. That is the first time in the movie that kid shows yeah, up. Yeah, which is a real problem, actually. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, like, it seemed who, like an Who actually is this? is this? A, I thought it was like a forest I, child. I always <laughs> assumed it was What's-Her-Face's kid, the one that says, you boined it? Uh, mm, what was her name again? Uh, oh, uh, Marjorie or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, God, I love her. I just assumed that, but there's uh, but based on nothing other than she just interacts with him the most. Yeah, well, like, yeah. at all. She's yeah. like the only one who talks to this child. Yeah. Eva Carey. He thinks I didn't hear you, but Carrie I did. Kenny Silver. Kathy. <laughs> Kathy is that character's name. Kathy. Yep. Ah. Very good. Very fun. Very yeah, good, very uh, fun. Kathy maybe, but that kid had red hair, and so did the person that gave birth. Mm, so maybe true. we've we've nitpicked our way into some truth in that we have discovered the mother of that mystery child by going on an adventure of, that's not how babies are born, but maybe they are if, mm. if you're real. Uh, yeah. You're yeah. real practiced. Yeah. yeah, maybe she left a bad relationship and met uh, uh-huh. Jordan Peele's character and yeah. went to a commune and <laughs> commune. Man, I am really bad at remembering character names on this. That's but okay. It's well, because all the so actors many. are so you. like ingrained in my head now because they all went on to like become really famous. Yeah. Well, because a lot of like with a lot of comedies, especially big cast comedies like this, is it's it, a lot of it's down to who the actors are and our relationships with them. Yep. You know, and our understandings of their. Sort of like Alan Alda in this movie, <laughs> God love him. He is so fucking funny. But like, there are moments where it's like, if you weren't Alan Alda, I probably wouldn't laugh about this. Mm. But because you're Alan Alda, it's fucking hilarious to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, Carvin, that was his character. Yeah, name. Carvin. They call him like the lion. The lion. <laughs> the lion roars. Oh my god. <laughs> fucking Seth. Oh, so man. beautiful. Okay, what else is wrong with this movie from a scientific perspective? 
We've Got drilled him. some holes in this movie already. I think yeah. I think this movie's going to sink. It's a sinking ship after mm-hmm. what we've done. Yeah. We built a casino on this movie. <laughs> we broke that ground. We poked those holes. and You would have done the same thing for $11,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> the amount of times that he says $11,000. <laughs> so fun. So much money. So much. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say nitpicky realism is that he can't get a Miami condo for that amount of money, but also that's the joke. Nitpicky realism, right. actually, though, he knows what CD players are, but also thinks that all of that other stuff is still modern technology and knows that a CD player, like by looking at it in a car, is a CD player. No way. That's a fair point. He doesn't. I it puts there were compact in discs now? in the early 90s. Yeah, but yeah, like, he references he the Walkman at one point. Yeah, but he's like all over the map with that shit. Like, yeah. I think yeah, that's, Power that's either a bit. Power like which maybe because he does he is revealed to maybe be a little bit of a double crosser maybe a little bit of a player of games <laughs> but but like there's no way by sight if he still thinks fax machines are in wide use that he knows that that's a cd player in a car like no way but cd players in cars now like that was okay. a funny that was a funny line yeah yeah no way he knows what that is if, if he okay. thinks that Walkmans are the most modern CD player. Yeah, no way. I'll, I'll okay. swallow that. Unless yeah. he had time to read compact disc like, in like tiny little letters as he's trying to attack George. Which so I'll suckle on that. Please. I think they oh, were more... Wait, wait. Oh. Yo, what? I'll suckle on that. Wasn't it suck? It suck. I'll suck okay, on okay, that. Okay, okay. Because yeah. that line is amazing. So <laughs> I good. want us to do justice Shh. to that beautiful line. Suck on it. Suck on it. Yeah, suck he's... <laughs> the best part is he's like, yeah, I'll give it some thought. And, in, and Seth just kind of shakes his head. <laughs> Suck on it. <laughs> this isn't like a nitpicky realism thing, but I have been racking my brain trying to think of how the revelation that a character is in Washington, D.C. is an explosive <laughs> twist That's in so a story. Funny. He's in Washington. He's yeah, a creature of the Beltway. He's a creature of the That's the, the best. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the best because they every character that learns it repeats it like it's a twist. <laughs> and we're supposed to understand. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> Fucking astounding. He's a creature of the Beltway. Wow. <sighs> yep, that was it. So maybe that's not as much nitpicky realism as it is just like, Hats off to that joke. Oh, it's such a good joke, but I've been trying desperately to think of how it could work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just because I think if you could crack that, it'd be kind of fun. Yeah, like an egg. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. You guys want to move on to another context? I Let's want do. to so bad. Yes, please. Pick a director with a distinct style and imagine if they made this movie. All right, guys. We have to pick a director. One. With a distinct style. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just think about this movie if they'd made it. And, you know, we always have a hard time thinking of directors, but boys, I just thought of one. Uh-oh. Uh, what if the movie Wanderlust mm-hmm. was directed by Ari Aster? Director of Midsummer, as okay, we've done okay, on this podcast okay, okay. before, and also Hereditary. Holy shit. Uh, mm-hmm. He's only made two movies, but Holy I think it's pretty, shit. it's safe to say he's got a pretty distinct style. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Midsummer is not a not funny movie. Th- there's a lot of funny there's stuff. Some yeah. funny in stuff in Actually, it. the last time we watched it, it was like uh we watched the director's cut. Uh, oh shit. Because Bond oh. Bond was uh, we were gonna show you that. Bond was able to get a copy of the director's cut. It was very exciting. Uh ten extra minutes. Um and ten extra laughs. I mean it was 
it wasn't it's, super it's, necessary, but I thought it was more than ten minutes. It was like eleven, actually. I looked oh, it? it up online. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it was eleven. So you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm I don't know. Sure, it was more than ten minutes. It for me, it like it it absorbed me into the world even more. I felt. Yeah. But mm, cool. Yeah, it didn't it, it it didn't add that much, but what was there was good. So yeah. it's not like you know, it's still a great movie. I like that. So like, um, but but it but it is it isn't completely oppressive and yeah. without its light moments yes. right and so i i'm very interested in this idea so, what, so what's your first thought like what what made you think yeah ari aster this is so our, <laughs> well obviously the commune aspect of it of course sort of gives like wanderlust a couple and, going to a commune exactly when they're having a hard time mm-hmm. exactly it's basically um, the same movie it's like if it's saying. like that but like a really really fucked up version of wanderlust is basically what midsummer is <laughs> so um, malin ackerman makes paul rudd a very special drink yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes pretty much yes uh so yes everything would be shot very there, there's a lot more long takes without much dialogue um mm-hmm. i think but what i think distinguishes ari aster more than almost any other director is sound he's a yes. very oh sound God. focused yep. director which is uh, why he's just one of my favorites mm-hmm. from all of all the only two movies that he has made exactly but he's, he's but like each of them incredible. there's a sound that you hear oh. and you know what movie it's from mm-hmm. you know you've got yeah. the clicking sound in hereditary the which the woof. um and then you know the the mm-hmm. in midsummer mm-hmm. uh, along with a couple other ones honestly but the the sound of a person's skull being crushed by a big hammer the sound of florence like, Pugh iconic. crying in a way that like fully snaps me in half yeah oofta so what would that be in wanderlust though (laughs) well the ayahuasca scene would be terrifying oh yeah Yeah. it would be very uncomfortable that's another reason i thought of ari aster is because there's the there's multiple scenes of them doing drugs Mm -hmm. in midsummer that's a good point here here's the question though i think it's very important to establish now yeah is ari aster remaking this movie with the rest of the production see this is the this is the question is it still a comedy Right. Or is mm. it now an Ari Aster, a little light, but mostly oppressive and scary movie that he gets to control? Completely? Because I, I don't think it's impossible to make this into like an art house horror movie with its premise. Yeah, totally. Its central no, premise is pretty, you know, two yeah. sort of yuppie types who fail at what they're doing, mm-hmm. uh, decide to get away from it all. And it turns out the place that they get away from it right. to is really messed up. Pretty isolated and bad. Isolated and like, and which weird. was true in a way, but Seth would have turned out to be a maniac killer person mm-hmm. yes. instead of just a person that wanted $11,000. <laughs> yep. He basically would have been the guy from Mandy. Um, oh yeah, he would have. <laughs> oh, he would have been good as that guy too. God, yeah. Give me Justin Thoreau cut of Mandy. Yeah. Oh my Although God. I do love the guy. Yeah, who, who plays good. the call leader in Mandy. He's so fucking funny in that movie. Not funny, well, but just like he is kind he of. Kind, fun. The like, voice he chooses is yeah, very funny. Hey, that yeah. movie is another movie that's like this movie is nasty and disgusting and funny. Yeah, like funny. There's funny yeah. moments in it for anyway, sure. Anyway, mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, <laughs> Go so, watch Mandy. It's great. So Ari Aster, I, that that those are the only real things I can think of. As for like whether he could do it as a comedy, I'd be yeah. really curious to see what like an absurdist comedy from him would yeah. be, because he he already has uh, 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 has already demonstrated an ability to sort of blend semi supernatural stuff with natural stuff in a way mm-hmm. that can be kind of jarring, yeah. uh, but also like it's part of his style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Um, now, what would Ken Marino's character oh be like? That whole story be like, given that being at his place is worse. 
Yeah. Okay. He's the Christian of he's the Christian of this movie for mm. sure. Oh mm. yeah, no doubt. Mm. Mm. I I do actually think that it would be a little it would be more insidious. Like he's a an obvious joke from the first minute he appears on screen. He's like. I am a punching bag character and I am putting every line that I hate into my mouth. Like, that is <laughs> I what believe Dan he introduces does. himself by saying Ricky Dicky. Yeah. I've got a long dick. Give me, or you, give me like. licky licky. Don't hate me. Cause it's extra thicky. <laughs> yep. That's what it is. Yeah. It's deeply it's upsetting. So yeah. many things that just, but honestly, if you kept as a trash all can. of his lines exactly the same, yeah. but didn't deliver them in a way that like, uh-huh. like delivered it, without he already is delivering it without self-awareness but you put that character in like a horror movie and keep him pretty much the same and it still works it's just more oppressive you know you know what Ari Aster maybe does Hmm. he brings him along oh Jesus Uh, he comes with to the commune and he dies like the funny guy dies in, <laughs> in midsummer. Like that character gets taken out early and the audience sort of breathes a sigh of relief. <laughs> like we're all like, yeah, I mean, it's cool. ideally that we would be, yeah, we that would be the best to listen to he gets this murdered guy in a, say gets, racist things anymore. <laughs> that it's fine. We can, we cannot do that. He gets yeah. murdered in a porta potty. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, irony. Yeah. Yes. Irony. No, but, but I do think that would be an option like that. He would, he would be, unwelcome and make it all more uncomfortable on a different level like there's yeah. multiple levels of discomfort well, i think i mean like you can keep him honestly the way he is because he makes a great contrast with the commune and explains why they're so interested in the commune to begin with True. why they're so it, why they embrace it so much considering how fucking terrible <laughs> things are at can marino's house yeah Rick's house. <laughs> no, it's Ken Marino. <laughs> it said Ken Marino as himself. In the <laughs> I saw it. You can't. You can't trick me. Um, yeah. So I, I think that could still work just in terms of like a functional in a functional. Sure. Way. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I don't know if it would be a funny or scary movie. I don't know what that mm. would look like. Uh, honestly, the the thing about Wanderlust and other comedies like it from this era is they all kind of have a similar look and feel. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah like Marvel movies, but comedy. yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I, that's the Apatow touch. Shot. I won't, yeah. I won't, I won't deny yeah, that Judd Apatow had a lot yep, to do with sure that. Did. Yeah, he 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 affected the way that comedies were shot and edited together mm-hmm. for about a decade at least. Damn, um, it's, uh, it's like ten years. That's true. That is what that yeah. is. Then the big studio comedy kind of went away. Yeah, we don't get many of them yeah. anymore, which yeah. is a huge bummer. Yeah. Um, they kind of stopped making big budget comedies. It's, it's a bummer, but. So part of it is because this movie, this movie is also part of that though, because this I don't believe this movie made its money back at the box office. No, I, I had flopped. Not heard of it, which is incredible. Yeah, because like it wasn't small. I was a little less on the grid in 2011 and 2012. I was living in Iowa, not tapped into the media scene as much. But like, I wasn't living in a comedy. Yeah, Iowa, they don't <laughs> have movies there. Yeah, they don't have movies. They have corn. You watch corn. That's exactly. Yeah. That's, the, yeah. well, that's the whole thing. The, but the band corn is constantly playing in Iowa. Ah, and it's awesome. They rule. I love corn and everyone in the band. The So so like, on, on a certain level, it makes sense that I didn't hear about it. But like, I had not heard of it until... Y'all brought it up and said, hey, let's do this one. It's underrated and cool. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, huh? It's hard to remember. I have to remind myself how many of the comedies that I love are niche. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think our sense of humor isn't as universal as we'd like. It's actually, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. it, when I was watching, uh, there's a behind the scenes documentary for Stella, which was the TV show that David Wayne, Michael Showalter, and Michael Ian Black did in the early 2000s on Comedy Central. It lasted mm-hmm. one season. Mm-hmm. Very absurdist, very weird. I loved it. <laughs> but they were doing sort of like a, a, a retrospective, and they were talking about how they thought they had come up with a comedy that would appeal to literally everyone. They're like, we finally found oh. a way to to the broadest possible comedic uh, spectrum, oh. and it is really not. <laughs> like, it's broad, but, but it's not like... It yeah, they wow, thought it was. weird. And, and I think that's, that's something with humor that it's yeah. almost universal. It's like we all kind of are like... Why do you not think if so, if someone doesn't laugh at something you think uh-huh. is funny you're like well, how do you like, not laugh at What's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. It tickles it tickles me so. It tickles me <laughs> Why so. Why does it not tickle as you? It tickles me so. <laughs> that was that that's like <laughs> I ordered a stuffed animal that sings for my kid but it was from overseas and it arrived and it's not a tickle me elmo it's a tickle as as me so. <laughs> it tickles me so. <laughs> they almost got it. I really like Ari Aster. Are there any other ones that we that we think like that might be like a fun one cuz I think it could be a really good oppressive. I don't know if Ari Aster could I'd be curious if he could really be interested in comedy. See, but see like, that that's the other thing is that like it's kind of anonymously filmed. I don't want to say, I don't want to disparage yeah, David no. Wayne because I love but, his work. But you're right. But it's kind of like, it feels kind of like the cinematography simple, is supposed yeah, exactly. to not it's, exist. It's a David Wayne movie in the script. The script is the, the focus. Yep. The script is always the focus yep. in his movies, I think, as far as what I've seen. Totally. Uh, which is all of them. Um, <laughs> um, so, so having a distinctive director on this, but also I don't know, I can't think of a, an absurdist comedy of this type that has been directed by like a director, like the the kind of thing where you'd see somebody who yeah. really knows their film stuff. You see, ends up being really dry humor. Yep, yeah. right. Yeah, there's an overlap of like this kind of not. It's not cheesy comedy, but it's like earnestly comedy genre comedy. Yeah, I think like it goes in the comedy section. Mm-hmm. of a movie store oh absolutely which don't exist <laughs> yeah a blockbuster you know yeah kids kids you know the blockbusters <laughs> like that kind of comedy artists don't make those and artists are the ones that that like want specific kinds yeah. of cinematography in their films and that is untrue artists do make comedies let me be very clear oh, right, right right like, right yeah there's no doubt but, in my mind but like i think that's part of it yeah yeah well like because even thinking back to a movie like the princess bride like again anybody could it didn't have to be rob reiner directing that like it looks yeah. like anybody it just looks like a regular yeah. movie yeah 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 huh, weird hmm. so i'd be really curious to see what someone with like a, a take like a, mm-hmm. a, a look uh, an eye mm-hmm. um do you think that's purposeful for comedy just to make it more easy to get in like for the audience to just kind of it's possible relate and all that yeah, I, it's totally possible y- yes if you believe that the crux of your comedy is your actors in your script absolutely yes mm. if you believe that cameras can be used as jokes as well which i do mm-hmm. no <laughs> <laughs> like absolutely you can use zooms you can use angles you can like fish eye stuff like there are ways people I mean, do it but it, i can't think of a lot of good examples i think the only the closest i can think of is scott pilgrim Yes, yeah. Scott Pilgrim yeah. came to mind as well because they really did a lot of extra stuff to make also it a funny. Flop. 
<laughs> unfortunately yeah, but also wrong. but actually what that makes me think of though is Ugh. like um i was thinking like i was trying to think of other big budget comedies and i kept yeah. thinking of deadpool but it's an action movie huh? yeah and yep. scott pilgrim yep. is also it uh, is it's a comedy that's also kind movie. of an action yeah, movie because there's fight scenes like seven at least seven different yeah. fight scenes <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of fight scenes <laughs> It's weird to think of that as an action movie because when right. I think of action movie, I don't think of that movie. But you're absolutely right. That's its genre. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. When is Scott Pilgrim going to be a Mortal Kombat character? Yeah, come on. Oh, my on. God. I would totally nah. play that. Oh, it'd be so good. It'd be so much fun. Wow, Yeah. Scott. Give me knives, Chow, in, in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> stab, stab. Mm-hmm. She'd be like a Molina like, palette swap. <laughs> <laughs> She just eats somebody's head. Oh, uh, guys, you want to move on to another context? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make it a musical. Ugh. Hey, guys. <laughs> we have to make a Wanderlust musical. We get to make a Wanderlust well, excuse musical. Me, excuse you take me, yes. that I'm, I'm so sorry, David. You're right. You you know what? You're a real glass half full kind of guy, and I appreciate that about you. We get to make a musical <laughs> out of Wanderlust. There, there is a scene in the Bizarro Cut um, <gasps> Which is, Do you want to explain what the Bizarro Kid is? For yeah, the listeners? it's a it's it's this movie, but completely alternate takes. So there's nothing from the original <laughs> that's in this one, so and weird. it's framed uh, through like the lens of Alan Alda telling the story, basically, or like <laughs> recounting this. That's such a good idea. Um, and it's it's wonderful. But in the Bizarro Cut, they do have a scene where they sing a chunk of a Les Mis song sure. around the fire. Oh, because he has that shirt. Yep, that oh scene. Uh, they end up, yeah. It's hey. it's honestly amazing how long it goes <laughs> and how many of them, and they like, they do, because Les Mis, it's an opera, so there's like mm-hmm. dialogue that is sung and they're yeah. basically doing that, like <laughs> yeah. conversational. So it's so really weird. Catherine Hans, uh, her like high pitch, like, ah, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> wow. Um, I gotta see it. So, so we could that scene could be put in back in. Yeah, just, yes. just leave that in. Just leave that in. Yeah. yeah. Um, huh. Of course, you, it might it might remind people of a better musical, which could mm. be it's a risky gambit mm. to put another musical's music uh, in your musical. Yes. Ah, yes, but ah, uh, yes, but mm. they. I think that's an opportunity. You make a comedy musical that parodies other musicals within itself. That's funny. Like that's that's true. I mean, there's that, good. There's that is kind of right what. Gilbert and Sullivan did in the Pirates of Penzance with several yeah. songs from the HMS Pinafore. Uh-huh. See, mm. and I, there's precedent, baby. <laughs> there's precedent. In the case of <laughs> Gilbert and Sullivan v. Gilbert and Sullivan. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the the old there's you know there's man versus man, there's man versus nature, there's yeah, and then there's Gilbert and Sullivan v. Gilbert and Sullivan, <laughs> the four stories, and Kramer v. Kramer. Oh yeah, and Kramer yeah. v. Kramer, and just Kramer from Seinfeld uh, on his own as a solo show. Yeah, and G- Godzilla v. v Kong. Oh yeah, and Godzilla v Kong. I can't wait to hear the Supreme Court's ruling in that case. <laughs> oh man, for real. Brown versus Board of Education versus Kong. <laughs> Whoever wins. Yeah, it's a tournament. The the youth of America <laughs> lose. It's a Supreme Court tournament style, like <laughs> tournament. It's a tournament bracket. Supre- oh my God! Supreme Court should decide cases by tournament bracket. Well, I don't even know what that means, but oh it sounds no. just like whoever wins this case has to go up against the next. Guy. <laughs> and it's just this team and their case versus this team and their uh, yep. case. <laughs> these Lord. four cases, these four laws, three of them will be overturned. Oh, One no. of them will be upheld. Who will win? March Madness. <laughs> 
good court. That's Let's spice up the Supreme Court. That's guys. an incredible idea. I think we need a way to expedite and spice up the Supreme Court, and I think this is it. Yeah, <laughs> bulk, yeah. just bulk cases. Also, some sexier robes. Get him some like sexier oh outfits. Yeah, yeah. I want to see if some ankles. Yeah, if there's anything oh, I know ankles. about justice, it's that it needs to be objectified. <laughs> like, just really give me, give, give us the flesh. Thank you, thank that's you what for we, co-signing this. That's statement. what we need. <laughs> <sighs> need the flesh. Justice mm. is only blind, so we she can't see it staring. <laughs> that okay <laughs> what she's always sculpted hot what what she's always what? sculpted what? hot what you ever seen an ugly lady justice i don't know have Probably. you have you <laughs> we're just this is so just Dan we're making a musical character. about yep, sorry. <laughs> wait um, wait a minute is yeah. his name dan marino who Ken Marino? Ken, Ken Marino. Marino. I said Dan You Marino. sure did. Oh. <laughs> I was like, have I never noticed that he has the same name as that famous <laughs> Miami Dolphins quarterback? <laughs> and the answer is, no, I never noticed it because it isn't it. Yeah. Yeah, he's not Whoops. the star of Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Fuck, mm. man. Dan the Marino. Star. I do love Dan Marino. I also think Ken Marino is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Anyway. Speaking of Ken Marino, though, I... I feel like Ken Marino would do like a 90s gangster rap kind of thing. Oh, fuck. He would 100% do- oh, I already hate it. Yeah, it's his son, awful. His oh. shitty son would get a verse. Oh, his shitty son would totally- <laughs> his like shitty, No, he would try son. to give his shitty son a verse, and then his shitty son would be like, fuck off, dad. I don't want to yeah. fucking do that. Fuck, are you supposed to But it just happens to fit the rhythm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it would be terrible, and it would be the worst song in the show. I have a counterproposal that involves both of those ideas. Okay. What if instead Ken Marino's song is like douchey country rock mm. and his son oh, has a sure. rap verse. There we go. Okay, here we go. About how it's like, oh, you think I'm cool now because I'm bigger than I was when I was five. Like spit, spit, spit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like he's basically, it's a diss track to parents everywhere <laughs> thinking like, oh yeah, big deal. I'm not five anymore. Like <laughs> that, but a verse on a country song. And they try to get Marissa to do a verse and she just can't be bothered. Yeah, she can't, no, can't no, do it. No. She's, oh she's too busy drinking. She's oh, too, she's too drunk. Poor to character. Say. Fuck me. I know, I know. Who is this? But was she, a very good bit though. Yeah. <laughs> but she does, but hey, she gets, she winds up she on real housewives i love that for her mm-hmm. she just tells it like it is mm. really the every man of this movie is <laughs> the truth teller the, uh, the audience surrogate yeah. of the film <laughs> uh okay so that's that's a really good one i really like that because that there's nothing i mean i don't like it but no no no. but there's i would hate to listen to it it makes me hate a character more than having a song that sounds exactly like i'm picturing that sounding mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. also being like th- that character like something that could play at the texas roadhouse yeah yeah no thanks over any like talking <laughs> volume <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah oh christ far too loud mm. okay that that's good um hmm what what could be another like there's so many group scenes in this movie that I think there'd be some really good ensemble songs. Absolutely. Well, I think when 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 he tries to do the cover of Two Princes <laughs> by the Spin Doctors, mm-hmm. which is mm, top five most uncomfortable scenes in a movie for me, like oh, I, I can't. That, I, I that can't hurt a lot. It. When he had to try to do the solo, mm-hmm. that was what was uncomfortable. Like him covering it and everybody kind of not being super into it, and then Sexy Seth playing his amazing solo. 
that was kind of uncomfortable. But then when he had to try, it was re- I was like, "Fuck this! Yeah. This is mean." But everybody but Catherine Hahn was actually trying to like yeah. be like supportive. <laughs> I was gonna say pro tip: watch Catherine Hahn's face through that entire scene. Oh, it's the it's best. So good. You know, she is. So, she, she hates it so yeah, she's much. So pissed. <laughs> she's so pissed. Oof. Anyway, I actually, you know what? I'm gonna do an unprecedented thing, and I'm very sorry. And I'm I'm sorry to the listeners, and I'm sorry to you, Christian, and I'm sorry to you, Bond. But I'm gonna go back to the first context, the okay. realism corner. Her be being so wildly unsupportive of that bad guitar playing is the most unrealistic thing ever because there's no way a group of 30 hippies is all just really good at guitar playing (laughs) that happens every night right i have sat in circles like that of people playing instruments and people maybe she's like yeah Yeah. oh that's the breaking point (laughs) (laughs) and we just don't see the build up the iceberg we saw the tip but there was a glacier under there okay fair enough and we're back yeah (laughs) but decent nitpick Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so then that would have to transition. So maybe he, whether they could get the rights to Two Princes or not in this musical, mm. he's playing a song yeah. and it's not very good. Seth comes in and it becomes a song starring that like the whole cast gets into. Yeah. Except, of course, for George, who yep. still kind of has to just like whatever. And he still tosses to him to do a solo and it just doesn't work. Ooh, but it's in the middle apart. of the big number and exactly. then the whole theater shuts down or theater, it's a movie. So it really, no, it yeah. really, really yeah. like. Yeah. doubles down on the discomfort. No, that's mm-hmm. so sad. I, I like the idea, actually, of having a musical number happen while the person who started the musical number is still kind of trying to follow along on guitar because that's what he does when like Seth starts to really go to town. It's like Paul Rudd's just walking around with his acoustic guitar like trying to find it, and he can't find it. Yep. So He's sad. just always plunking a wrong note somewhere. Aww. That's mm-hmm. a fun song to do as a musical and it's a nice character moment for George. What a good musical this movie would I like be. to imagine yeah. that at some point when they're doing a group number, Alan Alda is just muttering the names of the people <laughs> from the original commune in rhythm with whatever song they do. Yeah. It's sort of like an undercurrent constantly. thing. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> could that be a song? Yes. Uh, yeah. I think it could, especially because the musical cue could start whenever he mentions yep. 1971. And, everybody's just I, like, and then everybody's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. They try to like shut it exactly, down. Like they, exactly. they go to the pit and they're like, no, 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 no. It would have to be a short one where he's listing the names of the yeah, movie. Yeah. And then like, cause, because they would be doing it over and over and over again. Um, oh, that would be really I would fun. also like the idea of like a dialogue scene happening and then like very quietly and distantly that music starts playing because he's doing that. To, he's telling, he's, he's saying it to somebody scene. else on the, uh, over there. <laughs> that's really good oh man yay I that bit it makes me so glad Jerry Beaver <laughs> Jerry Janice Wu Beaver. and then maybe they all sing it at the end when they're all alive yes. instead of dead. I, I, and what I would like here's what here's what I would do yeah. at the end when all nine of them nine, I think it was nine I think it was nine mm-hmm. when all of them are together they all do the song but they all start with a different name <gasps> so they end up it's, it just sound, it's just chaos it's around it's around <laughs> yeah. but with nine people so it's chaos and terrible it's, it's nonsense oh that's a funny idea yeah because they all have it in their lives they always do that with their friends <laughs> oh no that's very good <laughs> oof if I could have a spinoff for this one, it would be that group of people. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what that was like. What they were doing. Yeah, what they were up to. Uh, what's the villain song in this movie? Because it's not Rick's. Rick is a deterrent, but he's not the villain. It's, what's it's, Seth's villain song? 
because he's kind of the villain. Well, he, um, well you know? yeah, him like, or the, not really the developers. Like they're a threat. No, although they, there definitely would be a song with the casino guys, and it would be true. like it would be a full big band. You know, uh, uh, Frank Sinatra style. Yeah, like, yeah, classic like, Broadway like number, minor jazz Broadway number. Yeah, real of, chintzy. Oh yeah, bright. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Dancing and like ripping up the card in a fun way. Ooh. Yes, they would rip up so many cards. So many cards. There's a Kinko's like 13 miles away. <laughs> I will come back <laughs> yeah that's uh that's a really good idea that would be really good i like them having that vi- like classic big evil corporation mm-hmm. vibe in broadway what about a montage song when they're kind of getting used to the stuff like i don't know what the like what the lyrics of the song would be or anything mm-hmm. but and I don't remember what the music was like in the movie. Like when George and Linda when, are getting used yeah, to Yeah, when George and Linda are kind of settling in and George isn't, like he's kind of being left out and Linda's kind of like, you know, actually getting into the vibe and pooping outside and all that stuff. And George is falling off roofs and putting poop on his forehead, I think, at one point. <laughs> yeah. it, there was a lot of bad things that happened to that man. I know what it is. Ooh. It's, it's a musical. They have to say their internal monologue to the audience. So it's like the song Beauty and the, not like the song Beauty and the Beast. It's like the song from Beauty and the Beast called There's Something There There Wasn't There Before. Do you know the song I'm talking about? I don't. But I, I, do. I, I You do. Yeah. So it's I'm a back and forth it. and they are separate from each other and mm-hmm. they are both singing the same premise, which is, oh, I'm noticing something interesting about this person that now that I'm getting to know them, I didn't notice before. How fun. It's a very good romance song, actually. I really mm-hmm. like that song in Beauty and the Beast. And in this movie, it's more about how like they're both having an experience that mirrors, but one of them is not liking it and the other one. So is it's like a love song it. to Elysium. Yeah, maybe. Or like it's a version of that song, but it's yeah. about it, the, but yeah, or falling out of love for one of them and falling in love yeah. with the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but like but I think I think that could be cool. I think that would be interesting. Or it could just be George being bummed about it and being like, I don't think I get this. Like he his line is like, I don't think I get this. And Jennifer Aniston's line is like, I finally get this something or something like that. sung simultaneously yeah. to like oppose their experiences. Like, mm-hmm. I think that would be really effective and fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, let's, let's write it or something. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and then there's, then there's gotta be a song about Belson being a creature of the beltway. Oh my God. <laughs> I, like- I cannot <laughs> wait. 100% Joel Truglio's character has a solo number and it is the bright spot of the show. It's Absolutely. the, the show stopping yeah. number yeah. is him solo <laughs> nude crushing grapes <laughs> and like running around. It's somehow they combine his pursuits into that one song. Yep. Like he's writing a novel as he's crushing grapes somehow. I don't yeah. know. Like he's messy. He's, like he's sitting at a table he's typing and then he's underneath his underneath the desk. Oh, yeah, there he's you got go. a barrel, like a big barrel of grapes and he's squishing them with his feet. He's going to town and he's got his uh, dangle bag on. Yep. Is that what he yeah. calls it? Oofta. I'm a nudist. Yeah, we saw your balls earlier. Touche. <laughs> I love the way he says that. Um, yeah. Okay. So basically what we're saying oh, is this would be a very weird music. It would be good though, I think. It'd be Because it's, it's a movie that's a lot of fun and yeah. it has a big cast of characters. Oh, yeah. And I think most comedies would be good musicals. That's like most big group comedies like this with a lot of personalities because it's they're already a little bit over the top they're mm-hmm. already a little bit of a character i think that would really work i mean i, I don't th- i don't think that they that all comedies would be good musicals mostly because i don't think most musicals are good but fair it would it be easy to turn most comedies into musicals it would be easier than i think most dramas yes certainly. yes yes, yes. 
Okay. I, I will subtract and extract <laughs> the word good from that sentence. I mean, I... for most people, whatever. I'm, I'm a stick in the mud when it comes whatever. to those. Uh, whatever. All right, boys. Let's do another context. All okay. right. What were the other characters up to the whole time? What were the other characters up to the whole time? Oh, this like, one like actually, Wu? for once, works. Yeah, because we okay. have a ton of characters. We gotta start with Janice Wu. Yeah, oh, what has Janice god. Wu been doing all this time? Oh my god! Well, she's in above average health, like the rest of them, <laughs> which is fucking <laughs> was, nuts. It's uh, delivered by that newscaster as though they knew. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, dead. Mostly <laughs> all dead. Pretty dead. <laughs> Actually, surprisingly, all totally fine. Loving it. <laughs> Janice Wu, what it like? She had a copy of the deed, but she was just. We don't really get to know what she, what her deal is. Her or any of the other original members. No, now. I mean, I feel like one of the guys was like has been in the mob this whole time. <laughs> there was that vibe for sure. But otherwise, yeah, you don't. At really least, get to at know. least some of them had to go on to work in like tech industries because i don't know if you're familiar with the history of uh silicon valley's uh (laughs) connection to the like 60s hippie culture but there's at least one person in there that was is a tech giant yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, or at least a tech like you know orc employee like taller <laughs> tech orc. <laughs> I was trying to think of something that was taller than a human, but not as tall as a giant. And what I came up with was orc. And I I don't know if I'm that's accurate. Are orcs taller or shorter than humans typically? D and D, tell me. In D and D, taller. I will tell you right now. Oh well, in, yeah, what am I? I'm talking yeah. to you. What am I? What am I saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean it's fine, but definitely they are. Yeah, and in Skyrim and I, too. I'm thinking of Warcraft yeah. orcs, and they're like, mm, yeah, oh, those are, sh- sh- those sh- are more sh- like dwarf stout typed guys. Yeah. So they might not be taller than humans. Mm. <laughs> Other than Janice Wu, there's a million characters that we can talk about. Yeah, you're right. That's true. We can't. <laughs> but I, I just want to say, I want to yeah. say what her name, what her name is, what her job is. Yeah, right. We just have to decide that. Okay, maybe we have she, to. Maybe she was an FBI informant, but like. <laughs> realize these guys yeah. were like too incompetent to actually pull any they weren't actually oh like a threat God. to the government or anything by making this oh, so like elysium fully was a call oh like God. elysium <laughs> fully it was, a was and she was an op and she was yep. in there wow then she found out it was like so aimless that it wasn't even like wasn't even worth her time <laughs> i love that and that's why she had a deed is because like she knew that it would be a powerful move. Like maybe there was even a plan to assassinate Alan Alda's character at one point. <laughs> and then they were like, why, why would we do this? This guy just lists people's names. All the time. Like, this is harmless. Like we don't need to worry about this. And she pork. Uh, I mean, she did pork everyone there according to, that's Alan true, which is, I don't a think he phrased it like an that, informant but. to do. I know, but he does like pork as we saw in the diner scene. That is mm. true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that's a connective tissue. <laughs> it is a connective tissue. Whoops. I think I think that's true. I think that's there in the text and I think we've seen it <laughs> and we know Janice Wu was an informant. Now, we can move on to other characters. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious about Todd Berry's character, uh, Paul Rudd's friend in New York. Oh yeah, we thought it'd be funny to say that there, jo- there was a job, but there wasn't. Like, <laughs> I did it as a, like a prank. Like, I thought like it would be funny, funny to say Isn't that, that there funny? was a good job and there wasn't. God, it's so good. It's so fucked up. Because um, like, the- I couldn't determine if they worked at the same company or not. Was that the character that said, that's why I'll never get married? Yes. I'm. It's all about the Benjamins. Yep. yep. I'm going to die rich yep. and old with a hot wife. That's right. Huh. That's Which him. is getting married, but okay. Maybe he's a girlfriend. I don't remember. But like, it, that seemed kind of weird. But that character was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that character's <laughs> ridiculous. Clearly a role model for me. Um, 
He'll probably end up being the most successful one in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like, he's probably fine, right? Yeah. The thing is, like, what he's up to is just doing a corporate job and being lonely. That's is probably what he's up to yeah, on this movie, which is important to clarify. I think the point of this context is to maybe hit as many of them as we can and sure. say, hey, what were all the rest of the side characters doing? For example, Guy who always agrees with his boss, Keegan-Michael Key. <laughs> oh my God. I, I mean, I, think I, I, don't ma- think I, think, <laughs> I, I don't think she's saying fuck the penguins. No, I am. Fuck oh, the yeah. penguins. And, and you know what? I, I gotta do it. But I gotta, I gotta agree with her. Fuck, I gotta agree fuck with him. her. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck fuck em. Em. <laughs> <laughs> he, he pulls that off so well. And I think what that guy is doing is making that HBO show about the sexy about the sex peng- penguin <laughs> vampires. <laughs> I think he's like, no, actually that could be good. Like it, I know you're joking right now, but like, but that could be but good. But that for us. could actually be good for us. I love that the movie's streaming on HBO Max now. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When when they kept bringing up HBO, I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. Do they do they know? Like, is, is are it, they are they aware? Are they, do they know? <laughs> I think that he makes that show and does really well. Yeah, I love that. That's my dream yeah. for him. I, yes, I love that idea. <laughs> or it's like a massive failure and it ruins his career. Also possible. He does seem sycophantic in a way. That and his I boss, would... like, she fully throws him under the bus. Oh, yeah. yeah under under so yeah. many buses. Yep. Maybe under an actual bus to May- kill May- him. Maybe. This is the Ari Aster cut now. We don't <laughs> know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do know Catherine Hahn makes hummus. <sighs> hummus. We, and we know, like, a lot of their day-to-day, mm-hmm. which is kind of uh kind of a fun part of this movie is that everybody's almost always on screen because there's group shots constantly because that's the whole point of the whole thing so here's an idea that i have we know at the end of the movie that alan alda sneaks away every sunday to go eat meat what does everybody else sneak away to do Mm. Oh, like assuming like, that everyone everyone sneaks away has with their a own secret. thing. Yeah, yeah every, okay, no like one that. is as pure as they represent themselves at Elysium. Everybody's sneaking away to do something. All right, all right. What are they doing? I think Catherine Hahn is like into shooting guns. <laughs> that would be I very think funny. I think she yep. goes to a shooting range and she shoots like big guns. Yeah, I mean, like the biggest uh, she can. It's tough though because she's the one who gets like really upset but when he kills why. the fly. That, exactly. Yeah, oh. she loves him. She pr- on principle will never shoot anyone. But she loves a gun. Okay. She like, just that's likes the, the sensation. Thing. Uh-huh. But she can't have that as a part of her identity because she's a pacifist that hates sure, violence sure. and she can't do it. Yeah, I think that's she goes perfect. to shooting rangers and she just goes to town because she's got a lot of anger in there. Oh, she, she she's certainly got does. a lot that's of anger true. in there. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, that's okay. Good that's a very good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, Jordan Peele's character gets a way to look at <laughs> porn on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Because he loves titties. Yeah. He Everybody knows. Titties. Everybody knows he loves titties. <laughs> That's true. Because they've seen a search history. That's true. And and I think the the shame of that is not that he looks at porn, but like somehow that other people aren't enough for him. Yeah, like, or because that... everyone's titties are out a lot. Like, right. It's or it's like he goes to the library and uses the their library. internet. Like he it's the only <laughs> they don't have internet at Elysium, so he goes he goes to the library and looks at porn. Aww. Oh no, that poor man. I know. And then he, but he can't do it now that he crashed that car into the lake. <laughs> that's why he needed the car. Yeah, yeah, that's why he needed the car. Trucks uh, in town was, yeah, was a was a red hair. It was a smokescreen. Well, yeah. trucks in town is actually a euphemism for I really need to get off right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, the trucks in town. It's like the trains going coming down the tunnel when you mm. have to poop. The mm. trucks mm-hmm. in town is like I have something inside me that needs to come outside of me. Yeah, which sure. is how I say it. Yeah, when I'm horny. <laughs> We've oh, all I have this. something inside of me that needs to come outside of me. 
David. Wait. It has to come outside of me. <laughs> um, oh, no. Uh, I hate that. Uh, what about... What's Malin Ackerman's character's name? Ava? Ava. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ava. Yeah, what? That character's kind of a... Boring, like yeah. There, there really isn't anything there, which is a disappointment, kind yeah. of a little bit. So we can we can put it there, though. Yeah. I'd imagine that she what, there what has to be more do? to her than oh we yeah. See in the movie. Maybe she like, maybe she's an informant now. Oh, maybe like she did say she was from uh New York, or she was from the big city. Exactly, and she definitely has less of a hippie vibe than the rest of them. Like she does yoga and stuff, but like. She still seems like she puts on a lot of makeup every day, mm-hmm. which is odd. It, it seems from her conversations that the sexual portion of the whole Big experience self. is the main uh-huh. reason she's yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. Like, you know, the, a liberated human being in Absolutely. a space that allows for that liberation is great. Absolutely. As long as, yeah, like, as, long as everyone's consenting, uh, and it doesn't she matter. She does a really good job of that. Yeah. Like, really good she, job. She, uh, she, she is very respectful yeah. of boundaries and consent. Yeah, it's I awesome. I mean, maybe not verbal boundaries because she does that's true go in deep uh, on the different (laughs) things she would do to paul rudd if she could yeah yeah yeah. yeah. it's definitely uh but you know it doesn't just start doing them right which is uh a level which is nice and doesn't like pressure him like you Mm -hmm. you know yeah that was my favorite part she was just like hey i would like to do this what do you think like, no, you take your time. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. cool. Talk to Linda. Think yeah. about being inside of me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> think about being inside of me. That is, uh, yeah, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I I don't know if she's an informant. Well, I was going to say she could be doing she could be doing all the sex to just prove to people she's not wearing a wire. <laughs> like, she says that at one point during sex. Like, oh, man, I have no clothes on right now and nothing's taped to my body. <laughs> Here's here's my here's my idea. Ready. She is a part-time real estate agent and she will, say, she, she will occasionally yes, she will occasionally leave yep. the colony behind yep. and do something extremely normal and boring. Yep. And then her way of like living is getting back to Elysium and just fucking everyone. <laughs> like just fucking everyone. And then the next day, she puts on her pantsuit. <laughs> Goes into town uh-huh. and sells a you know a nice bungalow. Sells yeah. a nice bungalow. I totally buy that. Yeah, she's got that vibe. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, because she's still she's also very friendly. Yes. She seems very approachable. True. Yeah, well, well spoken. Yeah, willing to negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think she straight up has real estate agent vibes. Yeah. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, huh? That would be a fun way to introduce it too. Like. If they're going later into the into like they're finally putting a down payment on a on like a different more manageable house for them, and then she's there, like Ava's there, like selling a house to someone else, and looks over and like has to hide or something in the background. <laughs> that would be like, very fun. It's a fun Absolutely. way to introduce that because real estate plays a major part in this. Uh, this that movie. is true. Like, <laughs> that yeah. is true. Big part. Mm. Well, it's it's one of those things that you don't really think about until you say it, but a lot of movies. <laughs> really just revolve around paperwork and yeah. whether or not you have it. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? <laughs> mm. There are other side characters in this movie. Oh, so many. Do we want to talk about what they're up to the well, entire time? Wayne, we know. He's probably the busiest yeah. guy at Adelizium yeah, because absolutely. between his wine yeah. and his writing. He's constantly doing something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's That's getting easy. he's he's moving around. He's talking yeah. to everybody. Yeah. He's yeah. hosting he's hosting <laughs> a, a conference <laughs> the yeah. wine of, of wine nudists. Incredible. I was so happy for him. He's so good. Yeah. He's like, like Joel Atruglio is so happy yep. in this movie. I just love yeah, I love his have, character. He's I just, just always, so genuinely I nice. I want him to win. <laughs> so fucking funny. Yeah. So he's an easy one. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. What about Okay, what is Seth doing yeah, when he's not Seth, on screen? Seth is the one the big one that I think we have to we have to figure out. Because he's probably he probably doesn't sneak away because he's so mm. oblivious <laughs> to so many aspects of culture outside of this that's colony. And he if probably that's not an act, yeah. If it's not yeah, an act. Yeah, right, right, right. If, right. if we take him at his word on that, yeah. at least. Could be a game. Because um, you'd think he would at least have some more modern references, like from within <laughs> the, like two decades before. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty wild. If he goes to like an arcade in town and that's what he sneaks up to, <laughs> that, would be, that would be very fun. An arcade. Yeah, he's it's like <laughs> a, it's a retro arcade that actually has a Nintendo Power Glove. <laughs> right, but it also has like a Xbox 360 with Call of Duty. Yep. He's like really good at it. <laughs> He's just fucking killing 12-year-olds yeah, on the internet his, in Call of his, Duty. His KD ratio is insane. Uh, I think a lot of his time is uh, primal gesticulation. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, and he 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 sleeps out he sleeps out in that place in the woods. He does. That is where he takes his slumber. He, that's where he takes his slumber. But because that's so separate from everyone else, he could just fuck off yeah. and like maybe he stays at like a fucking hotel or something. Yeah. Maybe he's got his own place. Oh. That he doesn't pay for. Maybe it's like he's living in someone's basement, or he sleeps in someone's basement. Like he has or a relative in town, or something. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. I think. I, well, mm. see, the thing is, is like with Seth, the reason I take him at his word is the eleven thousand yeah. dollars. Exactly. Yeah. Because he, he only takes eleven thousand dollars. It's clear that he yeah. doesn't understand that that inflation has yeah. happened. Yeah. Right. So what could he be going to do? <gasps> Party drugs at a club. Okay. That's what he goes to do. He goes and he like rave culture is what he's into. Okay. Yes. So I think I was trying to I was trying to think of the reason that Seth would sneak off in the middle of the night. I think Seth has a boundary set up. Like the reason he sleeps out in the woods is because he's like, no doors, whatever, but I need my space is his like argument for it. And it seems like he's not the leader, but everybody kind of respects him as the leader, but it's like technically a collective like anarchist thing where nobody's the leader, but he is the leader. And so I think they let him have a metaphoric door by saying like, nobody disturbs Seth while he's asleep. And then Seth goes to the nearest town city hopefully probably not town <laughs> it goes to just a small town rave <laughs> that sounds dangerous. small town yeah. raves are small the town best. Raves. yeah that's true the, the littler the better In that's what they say about raves and penises true about both of those things they say that small town penis is the best small town penis won't blow your away <laughs> <laughs> um that is the best hold steady joke anyone has ever made <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> that is probably the most Minnesota thing we've ever done on this podcast. Um, um, I also like to think, though, that maybe he's also, maybe he's doing that. Maybe he's also yeah. sneaking off to a gym. Because I get, get Jack. He's, he's like jacked. fucking 
cut. Yeah, he's, he's sculpted. That sweater There's that no he way was? he's doing Dang, that was, in the middle of the woods by himself with just body weight yeah. exercises. No, that's a very good point. He he goes to a yeah. specialized he to gym. gym. He's got like yep. a trainer. He drinks and shit. like protein like, shakes. A, yeah. Like oh shit, he's got a capoeira trainer. <laughs> he's got a capoeira <laughs> he instructor, oh and he does God. that specifically so that he can remain sexy and sleek mm-hmm. and yep. like yep. cool for all the ladies at the Lizard. But he doesn't want them to see how much work it takes to maintain. He's like, this is just my natural body. I'm just the coffee pot for my soul whatever his idea is that's good that's really good he works out (laughs) that's his secret (laughs) yeah maybe that's the nitpicky realism corner for this movie is how is how the fuck is he so so fucking swole uh when he is eating seems like pretty shitty vegetables yeah yeah there's not a lot they they mentioned like bean paste a couple times yeah mm-hmm. maybe he eats all the placentas from the babies oh. that are born mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God, the placenta that gets baby. you pretty big <laughs> a lot of nutrients yeah so many nutrients oh my God. speaking of nutrients boys we did it hey we did a whole episode of contextual wow. deviates about wanderlust one whole episode of yeah. contextual deviates about what? wanderlust crazy i never thought we'd get here i know i didn't think we could do it but we did it uh, we, we talked about the movie Wanderlust in several different contexts, uh, some of which I remember. I know we did one about uh, distinctive directors where we determined uh, what this movie would look like if Ari Aster made we it. Did. We also made it a musical, or we tried to. We certainly tried. <laughs> we found out what all the other characters were doing. We sure did. And then there was the first one. Yeah. There was, and guess what that was? What was that? Frickin' nitpicky realism. Oh, the nitpicky realism. I just said it. I just, just said, it like, said it like a minute ago. <laughs> and we referenced it multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the first time we've referenced another context so many times. Oh, and I still couldn't fucking remember. Yeah, I couldn't either. That's our specialty, baby. Man, I can't believe it. Well, this has been a great time. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we just got a few more things before we close the show out, uh, and I would like to start with uh, Bond. Do you have anything you would like to plug? Um, no, but I uh, would like to share something that I've been watching. Uh, it's a uh, uh, it's a little show called Ducktales. Ooh, woo, woo. yes. <laughs> Um, it's uh-huh. the new one, the new reboot, mm-hmm. um, yep, yep, with yep. David Tennant and, and all the funny people. Oh, there's so many funny, all people. funny people. Like it's, it's so great. Um, Padgett Brewster as Della Duck is, mwah. um, but anyway, uh, it's, it's just a really delightful, happy, friendly family show that like anybody can enjoy and it's so goofy and silly and it'll just kind of warm your heart. Uh, and it's all done now. So it has a three seasons and the last three episodes kind of wrap up as a movie. And it is a delight uh, for the for the senses, and that's all I got. David, how about you? Duck tails. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think that you should, if you want, if you want, you could check out my other show. It's called Hypothetic Cast. It's not my other show. It's our other show. It's your other show to us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's with jokes in it and stuff, and we talk about some hypothetical scenarios much like you might expect in a show called the freaking hypothetic cast the freaking right hypothetic cast we tried that one it was copyrighted the yeah. freaking hypothetic cast yeah is copyrighted. i know i remember so, making a logo for that so so we just did the regular hypothetic cast and then we shaved the regular part off the front of it you can listen to that if you want or like i don't know i think what i should plug is growing one plant mm. i'm not telling you to go start a garden I'm not telling you to like grow food. Grow one. Just do one. Mm. Because once you do one, you get it. And you're like, oh, I could do this for two. 
It's like tattoos. Yeah, it is like tattoos. No. <laughs> Actually, I mean, you also can not do that if you don't want Oh, to. thank God. But, I, have a, I have a friend that just offered me two baby plants, and I'm going to take her up on it. There you go. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I. It is one of the things you have to, you have to be okay with them dying. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the key. Uh, it's like when you buy a rat or a fish you're like listen this is a fragile little guy and i might kill it <laughs> and you just have to be okay with that because that's part of it but you will learn something from that and then the next time you buy a little baby plant from your friend or get a little baby plant from your friend you will be a little better at it maybe if you want but that's also the advice i pressure. give to new parents yeah you know what you might kill it and that's cool you'll make another one <laughs> you'll just fine. learn from it and it'll slide out so much faster <laughs> so that's my my plug is uh, grow a plant somewhere, maybe even outside in the actual ground, because that's, that's kind of fun. I mean, it's coming up on summer. It's coming up on summer, and I'm coming up on plants. No, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, no. Double There's down, something David. Inside Double me down. And I need it to come out. Yeah. <laughs> onto plants. Onto plants. They need it. It's what plants crave. <laughs> Christian. Yeah. Tell me what. Plug. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you. Plug. Thank you. Uh, I would like to uh, plug, uh, I have several playlists on Spotify. I know that's not cool for most people, <laughs> but I spend a lot of time doing it, so it's on there for free. Just look up my name, Christian Hagen, on Spotify, and eventually you'll probably find something. Uh, in the But uh, as far as a piece of pop culture I would like to recommend, mm, there is a series on Amazon. It's an animated series called Undone. Mm. It is a very unique show. Uh, it is uh, rotoscoped animation in the sort of way of, uh, of like a scanner darkly, those mm, kind of things. Okay, yeah, thank you. Um, and it is, uh, it's about a, a young woman who is deaf, who has a cochlear implant, and mm-hmm. she is experiencing some mental health disturbances after an accident Ooh. and starts seeing visions of her dead father, <gasps> played by Bob Odenkirk. Oh, that guy. Just uh, like the dad in The Little Women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the dad from He's Little the Women. Dad exactly. He's the dad from that. Uh, without the mutton chops, unfortunately. Ah, mm. Never mind. I'm I know, watching I know. it. But uh, here's what I'll say if you want to watch it. Uh, first off, it's, it's an adult. It's not. I don't want an adult like show. I don't mean adult show like it's porn. I mean adult show like it's 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 a show that deals with a lot of thorny themes and a lot of swearing and stuff. Mm. Thorny um, is just horny with a T. God damn it! You're so right. You're so fucking right. Um, I've been saying this. Um, <laughs> I've been saying. Uh, but yes, what what I would recommend is if you want to watch this show, uh, how I experienced it was the first episode. I got to the end and thought, why is this animated? The second episode, I got to the end and thought. I know why this is animated. Okay, where are they going with this? Interesting. Uh, so I recommend uh, I recommend watching at least the first two. That'll give you a okay. sense of both the look and sort of vibe of the show. Cool. And then from there on, stuff just gets increasingly weird. But it's got a great cast. Uh, the The lead actress is uh, actually the woman who played Alita Battle Angel. Whoa. So presumably someday she'll be able to show her face on screen without it being like animated <laughs> over and destroyed in some way. <laughs> it's so weird. Wow. She's really good. She, huge eyes. <laughs> uh, that's all I have. Uh, that leaves us with one question. Of, but before we get to that, thank you so much for listening. Uh, all the info about our stuff, our social and stuff. And we are so happy to be able to record in the same room again mm-hmm. we're so excited to be able to bring you the fresh the fresh sound that comes from us being all in the same space you know i just uh, i'm so happy Ugh. 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 
Ugh, I'm so happy. Ugh, Ugh gross. I hate love it. it. Ugh. Yuck. It's so good. Um, in the meantime, I have one final question that I have to ask, and it's the first time I've gotten to ask this in the same room as you in quite a while, so I'm going to make it real special. David, did you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with? How does the judge pioneer the chubby thunder? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. You can find more information about us online at our website, contextualdeviance.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at textdeviance. You can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. Thanks to Minneapolis' own The Badman for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Ain't Clean. This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen, and have a nice day. Have a nice day!